Welcome, everyone, to THPS Podcast, episode number 40. 40? Big 4-0? We're not supposed to go past 39, but here we are, episode 40. Thank you to everybody for joining. Thanks for taking some time out of your busy schedules and spending some time with us, hanging out uh, to talk about all things THPS, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Uh, my name is the Dode Man. I'm one of your co-hosts. I'd like to, at this time, introduce, even though he's not present on screen right now, because he got something, he got a new system or something cool. So, anyway, he is here, though. Everybody, please join me in welcoming uh, Freddie to the podcast. Hey, guys. Glad to be back. Jumping back in with another podcast, episode 40, the big 4-0. What's that like, dude? I'm sure you know. <laughs> <laughs> Nacho is supposed to be the only one who gives me a hard time <laughs> about my age. But uh, uh, I passed 40 a, a couple of years ago, just a couple, but here we are. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, we're going to introduce uh, here our guests in just a second here, but uh, just a, a little housekeeping item. So as everybody, most, most everybody knows, uh, we would be amiss if we didn't bring it up, but uh, uh, there's a little bit of a controversial update release this week for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2, the fall update. Uh, it included some enhanced online multiplayer, private lobbies, some bug fixes. Uh, so I thought I'd just get your thoughts on that, Freddie. Uh, how, how did you perceive the update? Uh, how are you feeling about it? Uh, do, you, do you feel like uh, kind of the comment we've been hearing around the community is uh, it's a little too little too late. What's your take on it, Freddie? I think it's definitely a step in the right direction. I certainly hope that this is not the one-and-done fall update, but uh, just the fact that we have private lobbies now, it makes a world of difference, and if we could just get some more maybe collision game modes, that would be the icing on top. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of on board too. You know, I, I, I've been pretty outspoken in my criticism of uh, online multiplayer for 1 plus 2 for sure. But uh, I would say that, uh, yeah, should should the things that were re released this week in the update, should they have been included at launch? Possibly. Um, maybe they ran out of time. Who knows? It's really good to see it. It's nice to see that we have some control now. Uh, we can actually choose our maps. We can choose our game modes. We can do all of those types of things. Yeah, it's, it's a shame that we're missing a few things. We don't have text chat, voice chat. We don't have, you know, there's some things missing for sure. But overall, I would agree with Freddie. I do I, I'm definitely quite hopeful that we will continue to see some updates. They'll continue to support this game, that being Vicarious Visions. And uh, I think it's a huge step in the right direction. And I'm excited to see what's uh, I, uh, to come. So uh, I have hope. I haven't lost hope in this game or this title. I think there's uh, I think there's still a lot to be uh, done here. And uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, obviously curious everybody else's thoughts. We got some chime-ins on the chat already, but uh, yeah, let us know uh, how you guys feel about the update uh, if you haven't already, and uh, hopefully uh, the conti we continue to see some things improve in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2. All right. With that, let's go ahead and get to our guest today. It's uh, Oral Duke. Uh, he is a long-standing player of the series, faithfully representing the European community for many years. He acted as a lighthouse for the European community, a member of the famous The OT Clan, which was formed during Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. He was one of the first members to get invited at the onset of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4. 
He never quite considered himself as a pro, but wouldn't call himself casual either. Uh, he starred in the infamous Thug One video, Thug Televisible, along with multiple other great styline videos, improv videos, great creative park creators. So everybody, if you could, join us in welcoming to the podcast, Raul Duke. Hey, guys. So first of all, I turn 40 next year, so that actually fits very well. Yeah! All right. I really hope I don't sound uh, a bit weird right now, but I'm not feeling that great. But I'm really honored to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, no, the honor's all ours. Thank, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to do this. Uh, it's, it's so funny because there's so many people that we interview and we talk about that I remember playing online with so many times. I know you and I played online together a fair bit of times, uh, Duke, and we, uh, we shared creative parks together and enjoyed that whole scene. So, man, it's really fun to be able to uh, get reacquainted with you and catch up with you here for the podcast. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. All right. Hey, let's dive right in. We got uh, some ground to cover here uh, on the episode. Uh, coming to you live from Alcatraz, if anybody wondered. <laughs> Not really <laughs> true, but here we are. All right. So our general questions and quick hits. Let's start out with uh, the common questions. This is we get to know everybody. Uh, when did you first start playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater? Uh, I was actually starting properly playing with Tony Hawk 3 on PC. Okay. I mean, um, uh, Back in the days, we all really uh, just hang around here and had, had LAN parties and stuff. And there was this one particular friend who actually playing Tony Hawk on the PlayStation all the time. And we were like, come on, play Unreal Tournament with us. And he didn't want to. Um, and then uh, the Tony Hawk 2 demo for PC came out and I started playing actually a lot. And I realized I get worse at Unreal Tournament when I play Tony Hawk. So I really kept myself away from that game. But uh, Tony Hawk 3 was definitely the game I was, uh, yeah, that sucked me in and never let me go again. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, Duke, what, what was your favorite Tony Hawk game and why? Uh, hands down, Tony Hawk 4. Because I was, like, playing that game daily so much. Like, uh, I met all the people uh, from Theod back then. It's like, it, those were friendships. So, um, yeah, definitely my favorite game. I didn't like Thug 1 at all um, because I was horrible getting off the board and stuff. <laughs> Never felt natural or organic for me. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, and, and the Dark Slides, double tap glitches and stuff like that. Ah, yes. Really, really my, uh, my thing. That's why I actually made a bit fun of it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that for sure. So I have uh, already found out that I pronounced the clan name wrong. It's Theot, right? Did I say that right this uh, time? Tony Hawk's European online team. Okay. Pretty much Theot. And it wasn't really a clan. It was uh, just like uh, the first few people that played online on the PlayStation because uh, you had like, to get those wow. USB Ethernet cards and stuff like that. The sure. network adapter really uh, landed when, when Thug 1 came out. So that's where the European community grew a lot. So right, right. you were pretty much uh, a unicorn as as a European online player in Tony Hawk Three and Four hmm. on PS Two at least. I love it. Okay, so uh, <laughs> what is your favorite and least favorite online game mode? Um, favorite graffiti, of course. Yeah. Um, actually, it was like the best way to get uh, rid of the, the robot line horse in uh, <laughs> San Francisco back then. It's like, 
you can't grind these, uh, this little robot line forever. We take the whole map and stuff like that. Yeah. And the least favorite, I, I don't I never got into the newer game modes like firefight and stuff like that. Sure. Um, wasn't playing a lot King of the Hill, but uh, yeah, I was bad at it, so I avoided that. That was like always graffiti, 30 seconds. That was like my game. Love it. Yep, still popular to this very day. <clears throat> and what was your favorite level out of all of the games? That's a hard question, actually, but um, I'd say Alcatraz. You know, oh, like, look at this. We didn't even talk about this. I just guessed. <laughs> in, in level design compared to the Tony Hawk 3 levels. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really liked most of the Tony Hawk 4 maps uh, a lot because I was playing them all day, yeah. every day back then. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I always just load up a map at random, and then whenever whatever the guest says, I change to that map, whatever they say their favorite is. And uh, I just was totally a guess. We did not plan this ahead of time. <laughs> I was actually trying to play this game, but it's so difficult when you – I was uh, mainly getting back to the game, play mechanics in, in the new remake, and yeah. Uh, yeah, fuck pros really hard. <laughs> I don't want to embarrass myself with stupid combos right now. Oh, gosh. I don't think there's any embarrassment, <laughs> but I like it. <laughs> Uh, so do you have a favorite creative park? You don't have to necessarily remember the name. I know that uh, you kind of told me before you don't remember yeah, all that, the names. Yeah, that's a but... tough one. I played really a lot, but yeah. uh, I can't remember the names at all. Okay, fair enough. Like, yeah. And how about your favorite Tony Hawk video or series of videos? That's that's a rough one, actually, because um, I think my answer is like completely different from uh, any other one, but... Uh, I think the favorite videos were those that actually influenced me to to learn the game. I know like my first Tony Hawk video was like this 40 million Tony Hawk 3 run from Elysium or something. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. that was his name. Yeah. But uh, me, I was the guy like doing like one, two, three million combos. And um, yeah, I was watching this video and I was like, how is he doing a 1080? And how can he do a double, uh, double handspring layout in, in one air and stuff like that? So, um, yeah, that influenced me a lot. I like the, the old Tony Hawk 2 videos from Boring Summer. Those were very entertaining, and you were sitting there. I can do 500,000 points and stuff like that, and he was, like, <laughs> doing 9 million. That was just amazing. <laughs> Hell, yeah. And other videos that really uh, yeah, kept in the mind were those uh, that were a bit stupid. Like, with, with, with good humor, like, uh, remember the Kevin Zoo improv where he was singing the song about M. Culligan uh, ruining his improv? Oh, that gosh. Was, um, yeah, that I was memorable. See, I don't think I've seen that. You're going to have to shoot me a link. That sounds awesome. Uh, I love yeah, the humorous I ones. Could, I could upload that. I'm not sure. Maybe I do have... Uh, wait a second. Uh, yeah, in videos, like, um, remember you all remember Andy, Andy THPS project? Yes. And uh, I think KSK Skater or something did a video um, to make fun of that. That was pretty funny. They were like uh, just driving eight people in, in a fountain on manuals and stuff like that with the JC song. Oh, and yeah. Stuff like that. I'm the recipient of <laughs> yeah, a that, KSK that's... parody video myself. So I, I'm familiar with his work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. It was... Very funny. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I love those too. Those are all really good. Uh, the the ones that are humorous were, were definitely really uh, memorable for sure. What's uh, mm. the RJ Magic had the Magic and Meat Boy or Super Boy or something like that. That one was pretty funny too. <clears throat> that's good. Uh, so what's your favorite uh, technique or mechanic? 
Uh, I've never been really a tech skater. I was mainly too bad about it. I mean, when when people uh, did wall shuffles and stuff like that, I was like, there, no, I'm I'm not able to do that. I don't want to do that. Um, I think favorite technique was the revert because okay. and spine transfers because they they um, made the game so much more open. Sure. And yeah, the combos just uh, exploded back then. Now you can go ahead and name three of your favorite Tony Hawk players. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's a good one because um, Virtual Skater told me I just should mention his name as first one, so uh, I get very popular. <laughs> so it's obviously <laughs> Virtual Skater Theat. Um, it's hard to tell. I really had had so many uh, people really I played a lot with and I really liked. Yeah. Um, I can't pick three. I mean, like maybe my my favorite player was Bahum Theat because. Uh, he was like my my best online buddy back in nice. the game, and if you hear this, get your ass online, man. <laughs> he's still not there, and he's still uh, somewhere lost. And um, yeah. of course, the same for Bulala. I think Nacho is missing you very, very much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so those guys were good buddies, huh? Oh uh, yeah, it was like I think. Um, yeah, it was like style-wise. They they had the same style. They had the same skill level, and I think it's always if you if you're like on on a on a level on an even level, um, fun to play against. It's like huh. it's, I think it's really hard to um, to find someone uh, on your level right now. I mean, I see that on the on the uh, Tony Hawk remake, man. Uh, it's like you go to a game, people barely get a million, a million, and you do like ten millions and stuff, and it doesn't feel very very good. Uh, and then you uh, do your 10 million combos and someone else is doing 70 million. That's, uh, yeah, not really great either. So it's always cool to yeah. find someone who's, like, on the same skill level. Yeah, it's kind of all over the map right now for sure. That's yeah. that's the difference between the jams and the um... – I can't remember the name of the other one. Anyway, the two different modes. One was supposed to be for the you know really skilled people, and the other one's supposed to be for the newer folks. And you know, there's mismatches and sandbaggers. And yeah, agreed, man. there's it's definitely a, it's definitely kind of a wide array. But I guess that's how it's always been. And you know, over the course of the podcast, and I've learned that mm-hmm. you were supposed to you in the in the lobbies of old, you really were only supposed to go into the TXO lobby if you were super elite, which I never realized. But I guess that was a thing. And so you know. You're supposed to go in noobs if you were less than a certain level, and then West Coast one or East Coast one or Euro- European or whatever. And so, uh, so you know, I guess it's kind of always been a thing, but people mix it up. But yeah, I agree. It's it's nice. Yeah, that's, that's that's one of the points. I rarely joined the TXO lobbies because I always felt like a fucking noob when I when I joined. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why I, I can't really say I'm I'm not a casual, but I'm not a pro. I'm I, sure. I'm, in, I'm in between somehow. Yeah. No. I, tribe, actually. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's jump into um, into <clears throat> some more in depth questions. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, how did you come up with your username? Have Have you ever used any other usernames in game? Uh, actually, my my uh, real nickname is actually Psychohead. Um, but uh, at the day I played Tony Hawk 4, I really was obsessed with Fear and Loathing Las Vegas. Yeah. And I was playing as Duke. I even made a Raul Duke cast and so uh, And uh, <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's really much it. And later, when I got the invite to Theot, I actually wanted to play as Psycho at Theot, but uh, I couldn't because of the sign limits. So I really went oh, back. Wow. And, and the guy said, oh. people know you as Raul Duke. Go play with it. And I was like, okay. But yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, interesting. Psychohead was the original, and still you still use that in some other places too. I think. Uh, yeah, that's that's a name I got from from my friends when I was seventeen, eighteen years old. I mean, we were playing a lot of Unreal Tournament. Uh, we started oh. at, at LAN parties here, and uh, that was like the time everybody got internet. Um, and then we started playing online, and then was the real question: So, hey, we need nicknames. Yeah. Uh, to play online, and um, the rule back then was like you get your name from someone else, and um, they actually said like one friend of uh, mine said uh, you're psycho dad, like from Married with Children, the funny song. Oh yeah, sure. So <laughs> and uh, and exactly that night, I was bumping my head really, really hard, and uh, that the dad became head, so it's psycho head. That's really my nickname <laughs> since I'm over 20 years. Wow. Uh, since I'm, 17, 18 years old, yeah. Oh, that's a great story. I love it. <clears throat> so you mentioned that your username is derived from the character of Raoul Duke, famously mm -hmm. portrayed by Johnny Depp in the movie Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. What is it about that character that inspired you to use that username? Uh, first of all, it's such a great movie. I mean, uh, the whole movie is, is pure chaos. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> The more often you watch it, the, the better it gets, in my opinion. And, and I'm a sucker for Terry Gilliam. I mean, he was uh, in Monty Python and stuff like that, and he was, like, directing this movie. So, um, actually, a cool thing, yeah. And always, like, uh, take the movie, watch it again, and uh, always, um, yeah, uh, put the focus on someone who's not speaking. That's actually really funny. So if Gonzo is speaking, uh, watch Duke. If Duke is speaking, watch Gonzo. That's a... <laughs> Little tip here. Uh, there you go. <laughs> I I am gonna I'm gonna uh, be ashamed to admit I have never watched it, and I'm going I'm going to just on your review here uh, right now. I, I'm gonna I go. Think it's on Netflix. Yeah, so I'm gonna queue it up. Should, but, okay. Uh, yeah, don't don't do it sober. Have a beer or something. Okay. <laughs> That's the key. <laughs> crazy, huh? crazy. Like the the story is, is um, not much existing at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's just he's, he tr drives to Las Vegas to report about a, a motorcycle rally and stuff like that. And uh, but yeah, that that really doesn't describe the movie at all. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna <clears> check <throat> it out just uh, just uh, uh, yeah, to honor you and your username. <laughs> uh, so no, it's a good movie. It's, yeah, it's, it's a good movie uh, by for a reason. So you said earlier that uh, it sounds like the first Tony Hawk game you played was probably maybe a little bit of two uh, on PC, but then more three. What was it like for you when you first started playing? Um, actually, it was a, a, a learning curve right now because I had this friend and he was, he was like really obsessed with the game. Uh, and he was our coach, our mentor. He taught us to uh, play the basics of the game. Hmm. Um, I was like totally shocked back then when, when he told me you can do a flip between grinds and stuff like that. And uh, he really taught us everything. So um, it was actually, um, yeah, the game is very, very, uh, the word is missing, um, satisfying. You know? Nice, yeah. If you, you start playing, you always get like um, some little improvements can, can mean a lot to you. And that's, that's what the game makes so great, in my opinion. Yeah, I love it. So, which uh, game did you first play online? Tony Hawk Three, of course. Yeah, but mm -hmm. uh, I have to admit, we had we didn't bought the copy, so we had some uh, 
<laughs> some wares copy of it and uh, oh no shocking the, the funny thing about <laughs> it was i bought the game later yeah so um, no worries about that Neversoft got my money <laughs> but uh, we didn't have a manual and uh, my friend who was like uh, the great coach of us had no idea what a revert is so he was teaching us uh, to play tony hawk 3 like tony hawk 2 oh sure and we actually kicked people from the server when they did a revert because we didn't know that's that existed he can uh, continue his combo <laughs> after the air and stuff like that must yeah. be a cheater yeah yeah he's really, using really game horrible yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great wow that's i've never heard of that before that's that's really cool well this is uh this yeah, is a new, new confession and stuff yeah, yeah exactly huh, that's interesting this one's off the cuff uh, did you guys have dial-up <clears> or did you have broadband when you first started playing online Again, please. Sorry. Uh, did you guys have Did you guys have dial-up internet or did you have broadband internet? Um, we had we had uh, normal normal flat rates back then. It was yeah. Germany is by now it's a third world country when it comes to internet. But uh, in the beginning we were really really uh, yeah really fast with it. So I always had a flat rate. Never had dial-up. Okay, got so, it. So yeah, never never had to to watch the clock and um, sure. how long can I play and stuff like that. Flat rate, interesting. I've never heard it called flat rate. I like that term. Really? <clears throat> yeah, we call it broadband. It's a pretty here. common name. Yeah, it's like you you get online and don't have to pay anything. It's yeah. Okay. Huh. I'm that old, yeah. No, it's fine. I love it. I, I'm that old too, so don't you worry. I mean, I, I, uh, I didn't play Tony Hawk on broadband, or excuse me, on dial-up, but I played lots of stuff on dial-up. So interesting. <laughs> um, so, uh, how many titles total in the Tony Hawk series did you play online? Um, I think, yeah, uh, hard to say. Tony Hawk 3, 4, Underground, Underground 2. Um, I played a bit of Thor, but I wasn't really uh, playing online much. Um, sure. Couldn't play online THPS 8 because I was getting it for PS3 and they didn't have the online mode on it. Right. And uh, proving ground for like maybe an hour or something. Oh wow! So yeah, I, I really stopped playing online after fact two. Okay. <laughs> so did uh, most of the European community around the different countries have high speed internet around that time, or was it all dial up? Or I think so. I guess yeah. Okay. Yeah, huh? That's an interesting concept of of flat rate, and then yeah, and then it sounds like you said it sounds like you guys may be a little bit ahead of the curve there, in the sense yeah, of because we, we really the, had like I, I was starting with dial up, but yeah. uh, never like the the fifty six k modems, right? Fifty yeah, something like that. Fifty six. Still yeah. language barrier. No, you're fine. <laughs> and. Uh, I had like ISDN to uh, dial in, and um, I really had to pay per minute. Yeah, um, that was really, really a short time. Okay. So they really, uh, really were really fast with the DSL flat rates back then, and yeah. Huh. I can't even imagine that anymore. Like being online and watching the map, uh, watching the clock, how much you got to pay for it. Yeah, or... I didn't even think about that element of it. That's <laughs> so funny, you know, for dial-up people for sure. Yeah. No. Huh. Uh, so, do you have opinions of the Robomoto titles? Did you play any of them? Ride, Shred, uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD or 5? I played uh, HD. Um, yeah, I played it. I finished the career and stuff like that, but uh, the game was shit. Okay. And I, I really got Ride because like, a friend of mine, was uh, he was selling his Xbox, and um, he had this game with a board, and he was like, hey, you're a Tony Hawk fan. 
take this right. because no one actually wanted to buy that shit. <laughs> um, so I tried it for like five minutes and uh, yeah, still got the board, still got the game. But Really? Um, oh, funny. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty shitty. It's settling dust. So, um, yeah, and um, I was, I'm glad I didn't bought Tony Hawk 5. Yeah. Uh-huh. I try not to say too much because I always feel bad. I feel like I'm <laughs> such a bad critic of Robomoto. And there's a whole story there. You know, one one day maybe on the podcast we can get somebody from Robomoto on just to get their side of the story. Because I really think, I really think uh, that we need to hear their side of the story. But, yeah, I, I can't argue with you on your analysis. <laughs> and I was, I was actually scared when I heard of the new remake. And uh, a few weeks before the release, I um, – I, um, yeah, got to know that that Andy is, is uh, involved in the making, and mm-hmm. that was quite re- uh, relieving. Yeah, yeah, that uh, the game couldn't suck that bad. <laughs> there I, mean, you go. I mean, he's the, the Tony Hawk Jeebus, uh, Jesus. Right, right, right. Because of that Homer Simpson reference. Yeah, I got the reference. Mm. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Theot is the clan that you were part of in the. <clears throat> Tony Hawk four days was that the only clan you were in, or were there other, other clans? <clears throat> I was I was actually um, when I p- was playing at night I was like uh, yeah joining random servers and stuff like that and and uh, actually uh, Alaska was was talking to me so hey you can uh, you can do some some proper combos uh, want to improve your skill and maybe want to join uh, I don't know how it's pronounced to be honest Yahoo yeah Jew I think is what a lot of yeah, people something. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wanted to make me a trainee there, and I was uh, was training for like two days, three days, and then I got the invite for Fiat, and I was like, oh my god, uh, it's going to be awkward. But, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um, that's it. Oh gosh, yeah, Alaska, awesome player, awesome person. I played online yeah, with Alaska awesome. all the time. <clears throat> yeah, he's so. I don't think I've seen him around in a while. That's a great name. <clears throat> Uh, so who was the leader of Thought the I can't say it the Oat. <laughs> and who yeah, were yeah. some of the members? The Oat. Uh, I, I, got it. I don't think it was really a leader. It was like just uh, a handful of Germans that had this dial up on uh, Tony Hawk three and um they were playing together and just like it's more like a gang sign or something back then. Oh, okay. Um so it, it wasn't really a, a clan or a team. Uh, in, in a traditional way, it was just like, um, yeah, just a bunch of German people playing together. I was working uh, to expand that later, so we got people from Austria, Switzerland, and Finland. Mm, nice. And yeah. So, would you but, consider the our? Uh, would you consider Theot defunct at this point? Um, I, I'd say inactive. I mean, uh, like when the remake came out. Uh, we gathered again, so we are actually six or seven right now. Oh wow! From the old people, and uh, yeah, the problem was like uh, five of them were playing on PS4, and I bought it for PC, so I uh, really yeah. had to buy it again for PS4 to play with those guys. But totally worth it. Nice. So I hope, I really hope they they uh, add crossplay to the game sooner or later, because right. the, the actual patch isn't that great. I mean, how can you release a game in 2020 without a chat? 
it doesn't make sense uh, to me. Yeah, that is definitely a uh, top, 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 uh, uh, what's the word, uh, piece of feedback, we'll say, uh, in relationship to uh, online play for one plus two, for sure. Um, uh, so so it sounds like you, you talked about uh, the clan being uh, kind of just a group of, of friends that play together all the time. Did you guys yeah. ever engage in, like, clan battles or anything like that, or was it truly just... We're just like-minded people, kind of from the same area, and we just like to play. No, it was just like, um, yeah, just just friend, friends playing together. We never did any clan wars or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think, like, for the newer players, like, uh, it was pretty much like the community of, of THPS World. And okay. uh, if they saw a Theod or something, they always could ask him how you do that and stuff like that. We were, like, actually uh, really active in, in helping people get better. So, yeah. Nice. So what would you say is your favorite type of Tony Hawk playstyle? Uh, the whoring style, improv, glitching, content creation, or, or something else? I think uh, it's, a, it's a mix of all. I, I mean, whoring is actually, I was whoring a lot on the, on the new remake just uh, because it, it was improving my balance. That was, I haven't played since 10 years or something. Sure. And uh, whoring is really a great thing to, to improve my balance. I mean, um, I, I will never get scores like Jinzo or Prepsy or Bullet or something. But um, it's actually, whoring is, is good to, to learn the basics. And um, I like style lines because, yeah, I, I think I, I, most of my graffiti lines were style lines. In, and uh, improv is, is pretty awesome, but I think I, I was pretty horrible at it because I had like I didn't got the point it's like I, in, when I did an improv um, I always tried to get myself into a situation that's actually pretty shitty so I had to think of a way to get out of that and um, yeah um, she saw an improv of me um, yeah it's horrible pretty horrible <laughs> glitching never was my thing and that's why I'm, I'm not really a fan of, of the new text I mean it's awesome what those boys do with it, but um, I'm I'm sitting here and I will never learn that, never. <clears throat> yeah, it's interesting. We've heard, you know, we've heard a lot of uh, we've heard a lot of people talk about how horning is good for be- learning to balance and all that kind of good mm-hmm. stuff, and and uh, we're hearing that more and more. It's really it's it's quite fascinating. I never thought of it that way because I always kind of looked down upon it. So it's it's interesting to hear even more people talk about it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's odd. It, it has such a such a bad reputation, to be honest. Um, I remember like uh, one of the most influential videos back then were actually the full circle videos for me because he was like doing score runs in every level, and it was actually something you could practice and replicate. And um, he wasn't. I, I don't think he was very popular uh, because he was uh, like showing up robot lines everywhere. But uh, turn the turn the clock twenty years later, and you see uh, um, Andy doing uh, robot lines on his YouTube channel. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that seems like that's been definitely it's, the popular it's ironic, thing. Yeah. yeah, it really is. Um, it, yeah, one plus two has definitely brought out the inner whore in about everybody. It seems like. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I really like the game. Feels great to me. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, we'll talk about uh, one plus two in depth here in a bit. Um, so you seem to have a pretty well-rounded uh, pro skater career. Which aspects of the gamer series would you say you excelled the most at? Hmm. That's that's a good question. I don't know. I, I just 
I was there <laughs> and played it. I don't know. Um, and I have to Google Excel, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Language barrier. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> oh. Excel just means you were very you were very good at specific aspects of it. So maybe yeah, yeah, I got it. I got there was it. yeah one aspect that was better think, than others. I don't think I excelled at any of it. I was like <laughs> doing a little bit of everything, but uh, nothing really uh, to the max. Um, but I was happy with that. I was yeah trying trying every every type of play style and. Uh, but yeah, I, I never really got like uh, one of those people that could videos uh, make videos about it that uh, drop your jaw or something. Gotcha. So, um, yeah. So Duke, you indicated to us that you were a bit of a lighthouse for the European community. Can you tell us about that a bit? Was was there like a big divide between the North American players and the European community? I think it, it was just a time zone. So, um, like most of the the European players were playing in the afternoon, and um, when they went to bed, like the American community just woke up. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I was like pretty active on the THPS World Forum, so um, newer players always uh, tend to recognize me and uh, were asking questions, and uh, I was always the guy who who told them. Uh, yeah, what they could improve, how they do something like that, like the basics um, to get better. Always like, um, yeah, it was fun to to tell people um, how to get into the game, and most of them uh, got better than I ever was. That was actually a pretty cool thing. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I always remember. You know, I'm I I I seem to remember. I thought about this a lot uh, when you kind of talked about this. You know, uh, you you seem to uh, almost advocate, if if for lack of other term, for the European community and trying to make sure they were involved and trying to make sure that you know things were you know done in a way that they could have some involvement in the community and so forth and so on. And I always really respected that. I thought that was cool that you kind of spoke out for your people and said, "Hey, well, what about the European crowd?" And you know. That that contest is at a really horrible time. What about if you know? So Europeans might be able to be a part of it. That type of stuff. Yeah, two different worlds. I mean, I was I was playing like um, a lot at night, so I really got got a a bit of a clue what what the American community was. But um, yeah, it's like the time zone always uh, killed it a bit, in my opinion. Sure. Hey, that's perfect segue. So time zones and language barriers were constantly a factor back during Tony Hawk 3 through Thaw days, even beyond. Many expressed disappointment at times <clears throat> contests and competitions were held along with uh, not being eligible for prizes. How do you think that affected the European community overall? I really can't tell that. I, I think it's like um, the people that really wanted to uh, to be competitive and uh, enter those tournaments... Um, they, they found a way, I'd say. Sure. Hard to answer, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, you know, without talking to him, I mean, uh, we've we've interviewed a few European guests now, and and uh, it seems like, like you said, you know, they, they would just whatever, stay up late or be available yeah. in the middle of the night. I remember Mike but talking he, about that. He just he didn't back then. He was young. He didn't care about time zones. He's like, oh, okay, there's a contest happening at this time. That's three a.m. for me. I'll just make it work. <laughs> so it sounds really, like that. I really can't remember any uh, any time there uh, was a contest or something. Uh, I would would 
been interested in that uh, had prize money or something. I mean, there were some some German sites that uh, were doing little tourneys for for the for the European community, uh, but mostly uh, in these uh, tourneys there were people like Jinzo and MK playing and. Uh, yeah, there was no point in, in uh, actually competing against those guys. All right. Hmm. Do you believe any of that still exists today from what you have observed so far? I can't tell. I really can't tell. I'm like yeah, quite, quite, uh, yeah, quite new back to the scene, so um, sure. I can't tell. I mean, it's 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 much more open. You have this Discord now. All the people from all regions of the world are there, and um, I think that's uh, a huge improvement to the community because uh, you can post something at 2 a.m. Uh, in in uh, Germany and stuff like that, and anyone sees that. I think the the Discord server you're running is, is um, a huge improvement to to that whole thing. Hmm. Uh, that's well said. Yeah, Discord's definitely uh, helped <coughs> overcome a lot of the time zone barriers, and you can DM people there, and you can direct, you know, tag them in the comments or something like that. And it seems like it helps a yeah, lot for sure. Hmm. Uh, so, did you ever see the European community ever band together and put together some European-only tournaments or anything like that that maybe we wouldn't have heard of, you know, in North America or wherever, wherever? No, not really. It was always like someone had a new capture card and stuff like that, and he wanted to try that and hey, do a do a little improv tournament and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, but never really a huge contest or something. Mm. Not at all. Interesting. I always wondered that. I was. I'm always like, okay, so there's turning for the homies, and there was there was uh, I, you know, the I series, I one, I two, improverty stricken turn, tournament series, and you know, those are just a couple of the ones that I remember. And I always thought, I wonder if the Europeans ever put on something like that. So it sounds like not really. Hmm. I think like uh, most Europeans weren't that competitive in the game. I mean, you, you have a handful of people from Europe that. Uh, Back then, at least, I mean, um, like the the community today, like the Polish players and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, back then, you just had like a few people that really, um, yeah, actually went competitive. It was Jinzu, Bulala, Nacho, and yeah, wouldn't make. I don't think it would have made a lot of sense to to. Um, I don't think, yeah, the, the community wasn't interested in that. I guess. Got it. Maybe I'm wrong, but um, it felt for me like that. Sure. <clears throat> so some of the more familiar European names known among American players would be, like you said, Bulala, Jinzo, Magic Summer, and Nacho. Did, mm -hmm. did you know any of these players very well? Um, not really, not really. I was, uh, I was, uh, I met Bulala once live, even. Oh, he nice. Was like, he's, he lives in the, he lived in the same town as me. So um, wow. We, uh, yeah, and. We, we used to have Skype sessions back then, and uh, a friend of him was uh, actually hanging up, uh, hanging in Skype with us too. Okay. And uh, this guy actually uh, made that happen. So I was like heading to a party and stuff like that, and hey, we're here eating a pizza, want to join? And that's like the, the only way, uh, yeah, the only time I met Bulala. And um, he was just, yeah, excellent player. Yeah. Uh, Magic Summer, I uh, he was like three or four times he joined my games in the Euro community and wiped the floor with me. <laughs> uh, pretty much that. And, um, and uh, Nacho was like, uh, when Nacho really started uh, getting well-known, I was like on the, 
Yeah, on the way getting out of the game. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he was like a, a totally different different type of player. He was like uh, this crazy wall plant uh, transfer guy, and I was like this. I still play Tony Hawk's uh, Fuck Two, like Tony Hawk Four, uh, without getting off the board and trying to do random normal combos. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nacho definitely embraced the tech. He still does. Uh, he's definitely yeah, yeah. He, I I always felt the same about Nacho. I mean, I've gotten to know Nacho quite a quite a bit better, especially through the podcast and just through interactions that we've had now in Discord and whatever. And yeah, I got that one. Yeah, he's one. oh, thank you. He's uh, he's really cool. I like him, and he's old, he's an old guy too. He's uh, been called the grandpa of the community, which I'm called yeah, the I'm called he's the even dad. Older than me. Yeah, <laughs> just figured it out. I mean, same year. We're both eighty uh, one. Okay. But uh, I think he's born in March and I'm in June. So, okay. Um, yeah, I can call him grandpa now. <laughs> <laughs> I keep asking myself if you got, if he's grandpa, what am I? But uh, anyway. Um, You're a legend, dude. I guess. I don't know why, but. Um, all right. So, uh, so you see, you, you kind of mentioned this a little bit and you talked about it just briefly, but uh, you, you, know, you don't consider yourself to be a pro player, kind of in air quotes there, uh, but not really a casual player either. Is this because you're perhaps not properly recognized within the community or did your level of play just, you never really felt quite reach the level that maybe you aspire to or you observed in others? I think I, I just uh, I'm just not a such a competitive person. I was like um, all the achievements when I when I did a 100 million uh, replay, I did that for me. It was not to to impress anyone and stuff like that. I never really had the urge to um, yeah to become the best there ever was, like Pokemon or something. Sure. Um, no, I, I, yeah, I wasn't really that compet uh, competitive in, um, at all. It's like I was happy. Um, it's the same right now in the game. I'm okay. I'm I'm doing my 10, 20 million combos in the in the remake, but uh, yeah, when, when I see what what Prefzi and Bullet are doing, or, or even Jinzo, it's crazy. It's like it's it's very entertaining entertaining to watch. But uh, um, I'm sitting here. I'm too old for this nonsense. I'm not gonna gonna <laughs> uh, have have any chance to to do that. I'm I'm happy if I do my crappy combos. So um, and yeah, so. Like I was doing all the videos are pretty bad of me, so um, I did them for myself. I was not uh, trying to put myself uh, in a scene or something. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Huh, that's really well said. I like kind of your assessment there because I've always felt the same about me. Um, I've never been an ultra elite player. My my involvements or my, uh, I don't know, uh, recognition within the community is just because of the work that I've always done behind the scenes and helping manage websites and run tournaments and whatever else. But my play style has never been, I'm not even close to on the level of a lot of those players. So I, I can resonate with what you're saying there for sure. So mm -hmm. makes sense. It's, it's just recently. I mean, uh, watch watch the videos of uh, Jens TAP, uh, THPS. Jens THPS. Yeah, yeah, Jens. Absolutely crazy. What, oh yeah. What that guy is doing right now. It's like amazing to watch. But uh, I'm. I know I can. I, I could never even do the half of that. What he what he's doing. <laughs> sure. uh, casually uh, putting out 100 million in every level stuff and his improvements and stuff. Really, really amazing player. That's. Was was like uh, the one uh, from since since I joined the new game. I didn't know him before, but uh, his videos were very entertaining. Seriously. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, very good player. Now, were you active on the forums of TXO, Thug Live, or any other websites? Uh, I was. 
at least registered on TXO because you had like these uh, scoreboards where the world record of um, of um, the world record score of every level right now is. I mean, Kyrgios uh, John or what his name was was leading everywhere. Yeah. Uh, there was where you could enter your own uh, personal high score and stuff like that and see how you are on the world ranking. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was a leaderboard a bit. Um, that was pretty exciting, like just to compare. So, um, am I good at all? Or, um, yeah. Sure. But uh, I would never, ever uh, um, actually post a video on TXO because I think my, my content wasn't really uh, that appealing to... Uh, proper pro scene got it hmm. uh, let's talk some more about some of the uh, let's talk about some of the European uh, Tony Hawk community websites uh, thpsworld.de uh, and thpszone.de uh, thpsworld.de is also listed in the credits of Televisal. Uh in a time before YouTube how important were these websites for sharing videos and connecting the European community I think they were really, really important, um, especially uh, THPS World, because um, I landed on this site on the forums because uh, they had a tutorial how to get your PS2 online with a USB Ethernet uh, um, card. And uh, that was actually the point why I landed there. And um, the forum was actually run by uh, uh, Clemens of Fiat. And um, yeah, they were really doing a lot of community work. So, uh, THPS World was really important. I was there daily and um, chatting a lot and, and uh, using the forums a lot, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I remember in, glancing in, at these, the but they're... No, I remember the site, but um, I, I was on the forums too, but uh, never that active, like on THPS World. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I would glance at these on occasion at some of these, but obviously because they were in German, I was like... Uh... And, I mean, now we can... Google Translate on the fly, right? A website. When I brought this up earlier, yeah, it's like, do you want to translate it? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> but back then, you couldn't. So I'm like, okay, it's cool to know that there's a you know a good community for people to get involved. It's nice to hear that you were involved in this yeah, as well. Yeah, it was so. fun. It was fun. It was pretty much the home of, of Theod and, and uh, the Wood Clan, um, like uh, run by Cyberkini. Oh, gosh. Also, really ah. great. I mean, the clan, uh, Bulala was in there, B-Tide, Paper people like that i love it i love the voices to hear some of the players that maybe didn't get the recognition you know and i'm sure are phenomenally incredible players so this is great to hear yeah too i, I even met paper a few months ago i was like um getting getting fuck pro for the first time and i was playing around a bit and i was playing as old man duke because uh, yeah, like, man duke. <laughs> yeah this is like the wolverine comic old man logan yeah yeah, yeah. Um, sure sure <laughs> and um and uh then he was asking are you that duke from from theot and stuff like that i'm paper and stuff and and he, he's playing actually but uh wow i'm not sure where he is but he's somewhere out there and he's still playing the game so um that's greetings cool. to him dude Get your ass on on the remake. Oh. There you go. Called out. Get on the Discord at least. Yeah. <laughs> Called out by Duke right here. <clears throat> so Doadman, he remembers playing some of your creative arcs back from the Tony Hawk four days. Can you name some of your favorite caps that you created, and what about them did you enjoy? I think like the only cap I really remember was was our deep psychedelic two. Something like that, and that was like the the first map I built in Fuck One with the rail tool. 
which was actually uh, yeah really such a great improvement uh, to the creative park thing because yes. um, like the, the rail tool was like um, actually pretty awesome but my memory about the the caps is really 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 uh, yeah not not there anymore <laughs> It's funny because you and I talked. In a while, yeah. Yeah, you and I talked about this uh, offline uh, here, and uh, I had forgotten that you had included me in the credits of Televisual, which was so funny to watch and see. And I'm like, we talked about it and said, well, why did you include me? And he said, because I gave you a good review on the Cap Review site for that uh, part. Exactly. You, you actually you wrote you wrote a review, and I was I was totally. Uh, um mind blown uh, that sure. uh, that was like you you reviewed the maps on txo like creative parks random creative parks and stuff like that yeah and uh, such a positive review and i was like very um yeah honored <laughs> by that so um i had to mention you there because yeah <laughs> Oh, man, I wish I could remember. There's so many caps that I've played. You know, I've played thousands and thousands, and so many are lost to time, and, you know, they'll, they'll never be uncovered again. But uh, uh, that's cool. RD yeah, Psychedelic 2. How, how, uh, how you actually get the cards from uh, memory cards to the PC? That would be interesting to know. There's a way to do it. Let's talk about it offline, and we'll uh, we if if you still have memory cards laying around, we can probably get them. We probably get them loaded I'm over. I'm pretty sure they are settling. Wow, I think they work. So, um, and I never deleted anything Tony Hawk related on that on those memory cards. So you got some memory so, cards laying around, and those caps possibly could re be recovered or recreated. Yeah, so, somewhere okay. in the cellar. Yeah. All right, yeah. Uh, let's let's uh, let's talk about it offline, and we'll see if we can get that figured out. Because that's what I did with mine. I was able to get a bunch of my creative parks brought over. Tony Hawk Four Parks won't play in Thug Pro, but Thug One through Thaw Parks mm -hmm. all will. So, anyway, that'd be interesting yeah, to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, Duke, you produced quite a few videos back in the day that can still be found today on YouTube. What was your favorite video that you created or that you were involved with? Um, I, I would say like my my uh, San Diego graffiti styline because uh, I don't know it's as improv on 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 YouTube but it was actually my graffiti line and uh, yeah that was actually the only thing that I thought it's it's actually a proper line that uh, yeah I, my videos weren't that great I was like just doing videos because I can and um, most of them are really really awful but uh, yeah. <laughs> You uh, you brought up one video that I didn't load up, <laughs> but that's okay. We can continue to to discuss this and, and we watch some clips here. And as usual, uh, everybody, please just know these videos were recorded in like 2005, 2006. These were on capture cards with horrible resolution. So the potato quality that you're seeing, this is as good as it gets, folks. This is what we lived with for for old people. <laughs> this was what we had this is what we dealt with so so uh in regards to video making um did you have a capture card or what was your method of of recording the footage that some of the footage we're seeing here yeah i did i did have a capture card but it was actually um not doable to connect the ps2 to the capture card and play because like the delay was so awful so um yeah, you really had a ghetto setup back then. You uh, were running your PlayStation Two against uh, through a through a VHS recorder. That's uh, one of the reasons the, the quality of the videos are mainly so horrible because you were like, uh, uh, yeah, recording the place on a VHR, and then 
you took the VHR and uh, hooked it up on the capture card and uh, captured the video of it. That was my method. That's why my videos always look like. Oh, uh, you did the old VHS. I love it. Yeah, yeah, I know a lot of people that did. It was so horrible, but yeah, I, I couldn't play. Um, especially when you when you were doing whoring and stuff like that, you were playing half an hour, many tries, many runs, and uh, you had like thirty minutes of of, of video and uh, just needed two minutes of it for the for the one hundred mil cap or something. Yeah, it was pretty. Uh, yeah, practical, but. Uh, quality was horrible vhs cap i think mr freeze <clears throat> talks about that's how the way he did a lot of his stuff too is the vhs cap because like you said the lag was so bad trying to hook something up to that directly to the ps2 the pack mm -hmm. if the capture card had an input and you had a semi-powerful pc it would usually hold okay that's what i had but some didn't and if the pc was potato then it just didn't work well it was horrible. <laughs> and my PC wasn't that that great back then, but I, I can't really. Uh, I, I don't think a better PC would have made a huge difference. It was just like the input lag was so um, undoable yeah. at all. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So you're probably most well known for the Thug Televisual video. Can you tell us who came up with the initial idea for this video? We're going to take a look actually, at it here. I actually can't really remember how how we, we got uh, to that idea. It was like um, the whole story <laughs> behind it was um, I had a PlayStation 2, and it broke two days before Christmas. And I was sending uh, this one to a, to a store that uh, were doing like uh, they made it work again. Okay. And I was sitting there one day before Christmas, and I was like, okay, I have, like, holidays, and a new Tony Hawk game is out, and I can't play. This sucks. So I actually bought another PlayStation 2. <laughs> and wow. when my other PlayStation 2 came back, I had, like, two PlayStation 2s. And I was actually gifting my uh, bigger sister a copy of Underground 1, and hopefully she, she uh, got hooked and, and wanted to play it. But she couldn't, like... Uh, <laughs> She didn't like the game at all. She wasn't barely playing, so this copy ended uh, back to me. So I had like two copies of Tony Hawk's, uh, Tony Hawk's Underground One okay. and two Playstations. One hooked to my PC, one hooked to my um, video uh, card on the PC, mm -hmm. uh, TV and PC. Um, yeah, and that's I, I was playing around with it. I mean, you don't need two Playstations uh, if you want to want to capture someone uh, score video or something like that. Um, I was actually playing around with it, and I can't really say how we got the idea for that. But um, it was like everyone uh, was was um, I was asking the people how um, how we should we do this or what can we do with that? And um, yeah, I don't know. I really can't tell. I don't really remember. Okay. <laughs> Um, it's heavily edited. It's got tons of different footage. How long do you estimate that this thing took to uh, to make? About three months. Wow. So yeah, yeah, it was it was uh, a lot of work behind that because you had like to get the people on the servers to had uh, they had to do what they uh, were meant to do. It was yeah, pretty pretty chaotic. But I'm, I was glad when it was done. Sure. And the worst thing I didn't thought anyone would found that funny. 
but um, <laughs> it's still funny today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh as we're watching it and talking. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a fan of nonsense. So yeah, um, I love it. <laughs> anyone would like that. But right. uh, I was actually it wasn't actually the person that posted it on TXO. I was like putting that on on Line Checker back then. Okay, and, um, was my little project. And I think Virtual Skater was was the guy who posted it on TXO. And uh, it was, yeah, I, I wasn't sure if anyone would like that. <laughs> <laughs> so who did some of the voiceovers for Televisual? Pretty much everyone who's playing uh, in the European. On the, on the European server back then, like um, whoever was available, I was like, "Hey, dude!" Um, I was sending them the text, and they had to, um, yeah, had to send me a WAV file. And there was only one try, so always took the first try. So all the, the spelling mistakes are in. Um, all the, the, the pronunciation mistakes are in that. I mean, like even that, there's this one scene. Um, uh, in the Pimpin' Cops, where um, actually Zero did, did the voiceover. Okay. And uh, he said, like, the, the gag in that was actually that he's calling the Pimpin' Cops Junkie Man and Muscle, uh, name, uh, muscle Man and Junkie Boy. Okay. And uh, he totally didn't didn't get that. So <laughs> it's just a weird, weird scene in that movie. <laughs> Yeah, no, I noticed some of the mispronunciations and stuff too, but it almost like adds to it. Like, I love yeah. the, the way the wording is, and some of it is just great. Bulala <laughs> was, uh, he was actually uh, doing the voiceover for the major on, okay. on the uh, Muscle Man and Junkie Boy, and he did some fart noise after that. And <laughs> no worries, I, I, I put it all in. No Didn't worries. Really about it. Like, first try every every uh, wave file. Right. Well, as we can see, you have uh, you have a lot of uh, maybe uh, subtle or not so subtle digs, or kind of you poke a little bit of fun at multiple things that were popular in the game at that time. Was that intentional? Uh, yeah, it was my my little uh, um, yeah my little two cents to to. Th I didn't like Thug One. It was such a such a letdown for me. Right. Because Tony Hawk Four was great, and Thug was like, yeah, okay, getting off the board. It wasn't my my cup of tea, so um, I really had to to poke in there, and especially like um, in the pro scene, like the clown troops, Sunhead pros, everyone. Yeah, uh, I just remember uh, joining um, some of the the pro servers back then, and literally everyone had this the same cast. I yep. mean, it was like like uh, <laughs> fashion gurus back then, like Magic Summer, uh, Draco, and ETHPS. Everyone, as soon as someone uh, did a video. Everyone else uh, started copying their cast. Yeah, that was <laughs> yes, really they did. As soon as you got a sun hat, you um, you see yourself as a pro, and and um, yeah, <laughs> and then the, the people really acted. Uh, yeah, I don't know, really acted like that. So I'm I'm a pro. I'm a bit better than you yep. and stuff like that. Yeah, at least it, it felt for me. I mean, maybe maybe it was my uh, my. Um, my my thoughts or something I don't know but uh, always felt like the pros are always acting like there's something better back then. <laughs> nope. I'm not I, sure no, true. you're not alone, man. You're not alone. Felt, I was the same way. Me. I was like a, the friendly European guy joining joining some server late at night, and and people weren't like they weren't even saying hi or something. Really? Oh gosh, so that, stupid. <laughs> yes, I was I was saying hey to everyone who joined my server. That right. Is, right. Yeah. yeah. 
Nope, I'm right there with you. I can proudly say I've never had a cast that had clown shoes, ever. So. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Uh, only for the video. Yeah. For those that like clown shoes, no offense, but. <laughs> yeah, but then you went to the to the other lobbies, um, aside from the pros, and there you have, like, the Moscow Dark Side Horse. And, yep. And really, uh, that, that gay cyber fact thing, I was, like, really joining a server, uh, hoping to, to play some graffiti. It was actually a graffiti server and stuff like that. And I uh, really had like two people on there like sexting. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> uh, that was, yeah. Uh, I leave again then. It was bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the whole video seems to be somewhat of a parody. Had, had there been any Tony Hawk videos done like that up until that point? I don't know. Not not really. I, I don't know anyone. I thought it was like uh, kind of a good idea to. I mean, I, I couldn't do any any proper whoring. I couldn't do any proper style or improv videos. So um, I thought let's do something completely else. And um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's very very. Uh, I, I I can't think of one. That's why the question's in there. I couldn't think of a single video. There was nothing done <laughs> like this, as far as I know, up to this point. Um, so it's it's really interesting. So kind of going along that line, because I think you kind of started a little bit of a fab here with this, because then we end up with this. <laughs> we end up with this later, kind of a basic ripoff of Televizzle. Were, were you flattered by any of these other videos that kind of came up later, or was it more of an insult that people stole your idea or concept? I would never con see that as an insult or something. It's okay. always a cool thing. Like you made some some stupid shit and people liked it and uh, made it better. I mean, look at the the new um, the last video of Nacho I saw Nacho Mania Four or something. He's really taking the shit to the next level. I mean, he's doing <laughs> yeah. story, oh, gosh. story video yeah. and uh, doing the voiceovers with uh, the mouse moving and stuff like that and uh, pretty sick shit. Yeah, I would never be able to do that. I mean, Nacho is definitely uh, next level in his uh, in his yeah. storytelling. I mean, he's got a full like Virtua Fighters, or a, you know, like a Street Fighter scene, throwing fireballs at each other and fully at it. It's crazy. Yeah, that's, it's pretty much amazing. <laughs> I mean, I was mainly like doing screenshots and and videos and gluing them together, so it made a bit of sense. Sure. Um, yeah, but there was some other guy. I can't remember his name. But he was making some kind of uh, superhero story and actually asking me for advices and stuff like that. And that video turned out really, really great. But I don't know who it was. It was like, uh, yeah, they, I don't know. It was such, some kind of superhero video started huh. in Boston. And he was, was using the, the, um, the, the World Destruction Tour uh, animations and stuff like that. And it was really well done. Hit us with it, Freddie. I know you know it. I don't know. The only thing that comes to mind was, uh, I think it was the King Clan that made a video called Chattius and Magic Boy. Yeah, Chad, that's the one yeah, I was talking about it, earlier. Is it Chattius and Magic Boy? Yeah, yeah that's yeah, the one I was he, talking about he, earlier. He was joining my lobbies and asked me um, if it's, is it okay to do that and stuff like that and show me all the footage of it. And um, I was like, dude, you're better than the original, man. That's cool that they actually took the time to hunt you out and say, hey, is, it, is this all right if we do it? You know, kind of giving you props, and that's really neat to, to hear that. Yeah, yeah, really. <clears throat> but it wasn't hard to find. It was playing daily, so um, pretty easy to catch there. Right. <laughs> 
Oh my! So the uh, are you still? Wait, where are we at? Oh, that's um, you, the Freddy. <laughs> um. So Duke, are you still in touch with Matsy? Um. Unfortunately, not. He stopped playing after Fuck Two, and I don't know what happened where he is right now. If you hear me, get your ass on the on the remake. Same with everyone else. Nice. Um, no, not really. Uh, he was, what? He was Go ahead. a pretty, pretty, uh, uh, yeah, silent guy, and and uh, the whole Europeans didn't really like uh, know how to, what to think of him and stuff like that. And I was like, hey man, he's a cool guy. Come mm-hmm. do the video with me. And um, I was actually hoping that that he's getting a bit more of recognition then. And he was like doing a lot of the work, so. Um, that's not only my video. Matze, Matze really did a great job there too. Yeah, but I have no idea where he is now. Yeah, there's there's a, there's still a few people that haven't <laughs> kind of shown back up over the course of time. But uh, so, what did you use to to edit this thing together? What was the program? Uh, Windows Movie Maker. Wow, that's, yeah, that's... that must have been a big job. And in fact, I think you poke fun at that in the credits. <laughs> yeah, actually, the credits are uh, the inside joke of those credits. I couldn't decide between the two songs, so um, I actually made them as long as the whole video, so I could play both songs. I really enjoyed that <laughs> album back then. Oh, <laughs> I wondered why the credits were so long. Now I get it. Okay. <laughs> Nobody won the argument on what song should play. I love it. <clears throat> yeah, but that, that's a thing uh, from from the um, American pro scene that, that really, really uh, made a huge influence on my life. Like the music that is playing on all the, the early uh, Tony Hawk 4 videos and stuff like that. Because uh, like rock, punk and all these music types aren't really that uh, popular over here in Germany. So I heard a lot of music I would otherwise never heard. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm really grateful about that. Like excellent music choices back then, guys. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, did you ever consider making a sequel to Televisal? Um, not really. I mean, like a lot of people were asking me when is part two coming out and stuff like that. But the whole video was a product of its time. It was like my anger against uh, Thug One, um, <laughs> some my revenge and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure even like um, what should I do in the video right now. So it was like a perfect parody of the community back in the days yes. to that time. Yep. And I'm not so active that uh, that um, I know much about the community these days. So um, I can't make fun of it. <laughs> That's, That's well said. <laughs> there you go. But, That's um, good. So on, on the Theot Discord, we were actually joking because uh, you wrote like uh, we can't show much of Televisal because it's not 2020 appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> we thought about like, hey, let's make Televisal two the politically correct version. And so yeah, there you go. First scene that um, that I'm helping that that uh, ugly suicidal guy to overcome his depression and uh, find beauty in life and and prevent him from from uh, suiciding. <laughs> So the other way around, but uh, there that's you go. just kidding and joking. Um, I'm not sure if, if there will ever be a second part. Yeah, that's good. I, I, I can't even uh, tell what I should put into that, to be honest. Uh, so did you ever produce any other concept-type videos similar to Televisual, or was this the sole one that was kind of in the same format? 
No, not really. I was like, um, later I was playing World of Warcraft. I did some some raid videos and stuff like that. Pretty boring shit. Mm. It was like, no, I think after Televisual, I mean, uh, doing stupid videos here and there was always a thing, but um, not in that, um, yeah, not not in that type. So uh, pretty much that's all I ever done so Love far. It. The one-off, the masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. After, I was I was so uh, relieved when when that shit was done. Oh, I bet. Months. After three months, my it goodness. It was horrible to edit. I mean, oh, yeah. I really had like a shitty PC, and um, as soon as I loaded <laughs> the whole video, um, it crashed because my uh, was slow and stuff sure. like that. So I had like every scene I had to make uh, as own video, and after that, I was gluing that together. And yeah, that really costed some quality too. Like the quality isn't that great either, but you had always had to keep the video small enough because people didn't have like that fast internet. I mean, right. um, five megabytes were huge back then. Right. Yep. Yeah. So the credits, they roll for quite a long time, over five minutes with lots of shout outs to many people. Was part of the purpose of that to give attention to many of the overlooked European players? <clears throat> yeah. Actually, yeah, pretty much. I mean, but the name you read the most is mine. So uh, actually, that, that isn't <laughs> really serious either. So yeah, it's, I, I was like uh, doing a bit much on the credits. I admit that it was like, yeah, but that made it uh, even more stupid. So <laughs> that's a good point. It almost adds to like this, the, the over the topness of it. So, cause we're still watching the credits roll right now. I love it. Uh, so, uh, let, let's tie into one of the little storylines there or bits in it. Um, in television, the pimp and cops are dispatched to stop the evil boss after it's revealed that the boss have been stealing clown shoes from pro players all over the world. In recent years, clown shoes have seemingly fallen out of the, pa- out of fashion among pro players. This poses a question. What would the evil boss steal from Tony Hawk players in 2020? Um, I can't really tell that. Um, I mean, maybe maybe uh, you can turn off all the text and stuff like that in Fuck Pro. Maybe that's it. Like, uh, force the players to uh, play the game like it used to be. I there think you that go. would make them crazy. <laughs> would totally bore the fuck out of them, I guess. The evil boss permanently disables all text. Yeah, yes. yeah, disable all the text. You can't even get off the board and stuff like that. <laughs> you might be surprised to hear there's a small group of us that enjoy to play No Walk Cough. We turn, we disable walking in Thug Pro and play King of the Hill uh, with with uh, with walking disabled, and it's always considered a uh, faux pas to to uh, pl- use text in King of the Hill. So we try to play it true to Tony Hawk Four. Yeah, but but these days in the combos, I mean, uh, in King of the Hill it works, but uh, in the combos, I don't know, like these texts um, are such a huge part of the game now. Right, right. But I think that's the reason why I enjoy the remake so much, because it like it feels like the old games. If you land somewhere, you your manual stops and stuff like that, you can't, just can't get off the board and then do your combo and stuff. You really had to plan the shit out so you don't land in a place you won't don't want to land. Right. So in Televisual, you, you poke fun at the line tub and line checker by referring to them as line blub and line pimper. Most of our <laughs> listeners know that the line tub began as a TXO hosted site, but can you explain to us what exactly was line checker? 
It was a site that, uh, yeah, was a was a small site actually. Joestar from Fiat was uh, doing a little site for the for the German guys uh, where they can upload videos, and I was like an admin of that. And it was just uh, some sort of uh, commercial there, I, I'd say. But um, I think like most of the content there wasn't even, uh, yeah, wasn't even good enough to put on on, on LineTub. LineTub was like the the top notch, and we were like. Yeah, with the the small European guys, we do our little shitty videos and uh, load it to Line Checker, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. And no Gosh. one laughs at you because you're shit. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was just for the fun. Ah, uh, that's great. No, I love that that it was done. It's man, I don't. I it, every time I hear, you know, how much like Line Tub was looked up upon and TXO was looked up upon and all of that kind of stuff. I it just always blows my mind because I know for me being involved with you know TXO for sure, I never thought of it that way. I don't. I never tried to uh, represent it as like, oh, this is the professional whatever of the community. And I don't know how many player base or people that were involved with it felt like it, but apparently that was always the perception to the community. And it's just, it's just like, like I said, it kind of just blows my mind to think that, wow, people really did look up to these players and these sites and everything else. And it, and it's just like, it just blows my mind every time I hear it. Yeah, it, it, the, the European community felt a bit like a bizarro version of, of your community. Like the Americans, <laughs> everything was polished and the videos were great and stuff like that. And we're like, uh, yeah, the, the 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 bad B-movie version of that, something like that, yeah. Oh, my. Wow. I don't think that's true, but I, uh, but I, I love it. <laughs> oh, that's good. So uh, switching gears back into some other topics here, uh, do you have a short list of players who have inspired or influenced you over the years? Mm, Yeah, pretty much. I would say like from from the pro side, I mean, look at all the, you have the the household names. Uh, I don't think I need to tell them, but uh, really influenced, uh, I really got influenced by Full Circle back then because he Mm. was actually... uh, uh, helping me to push out my limits. I was watching his videos and I could replicate that and actually nearly get the scores. Then uh, Bahum influenced me a lot because we were playing like as buddies and he was like, hey, I did 15 million on Shipyard and I really had to do that too. We were pushing each other and um, it was was a pretty friendly contest all the time. Mm. Um inspired influenced um yeah i think like the 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 traditional names i really love the videos of gonzo yeah gonzo's awesome those were great i mean uh, he did yeah this this tony hawk 4 videos was super awesome i mean magic summer was draco like the 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 godfathers you know sure but i never really tried to play like these people so i enjoyed watching them and it was like the most improvs were the, oh, you can do that transfer and stuff like that. I'm horrible at finding transfers. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, they, they uh, influenced, I think, my lines and my, my plays because I saw those some stuff, transfers on, on those videos, and you could replicate that. Um, not as good, of course, but uh, was quite useful, yeah, what's possible in the game. Sure. Uh, around what time did you stop playing Tony Hawk back in the day? I think pretty much after Tony Hawk's Underground 2, or while Underground 2 was still still a thing. I don't know. Yeah, but it was pretty... I, I moved on. I was, like, um, playing uh, World of Warcraft back then. Mm. Yeah, horrible. I wish I never would, would have done that. 
but actually that that's fault of, of zero from from Theod. He was like, hey, play World of Warcraft with me. That's actually fun. And this game is horrible, addictive. It was horrible, addictive. Yeah, there were some rough years in there. We've uh, we've told the tale many times. I mean, I know some people might feel like, oh, I should have stayed involved or in, you know apart or whatever else through some of those years, but. There are some dark years in Tony Hawk world. <laughs> there really were, and that that comes with it, it its own set of stories and own set of uh, you know things that people did. And we've we've talked about those a fair bit on the podcast. But don't feel too bad about it. You know, you're coming back at a good time. I think the community is pretty strong right now, and yeah. So, uh, so did you still follow the community at all after you had stopped playing? No, not really. I was actually surprised the community is still there. Um, because I, I found, uh, I think, Televisal on YouTube, or I, I was fi I found any any Tony Hawk video on YouTube, and I was commenting on that. Uh, and then Seawalker actually uh, wrote, "Hey, you're a raw Duke man. Wanna wanna join the Discord? Come play Fuck Pro and stuff like that." He was actually the guy that that tracked me back to to this whole nice. nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Seawalker. I love it. It was I was I was quite amazed when I when I saw like. Who's who's on the Discord servers and um, was really mind blowing back then. And like, uh, there's like a German Discord too, and nice. uh, all these guys are pretty much like um, they all came after me, like Thor players and stuff like that. And um, they had hmm. their own little story. I was coming back to a community um, that is even bigger than I uh, than it used to be. In some respects, yeah, for sure. So, Duke, did you ever participate in any online tournaments, and how did you place, if so? Uh, no, never, never. I mean, uh, you have, have that one-minute school run for me. It's like always when, when I had to, to uh, play under pressure or competition, I always sucked ass, to be honest. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a horrible player when you, when you put pressure on me. That's, uh, no, nah, never worked. So competitions were never a thing for me. Sure. Hmm. Uh, so beyond, obviously, we're, you're, we're seeing you right here, but before coming on to the podcast, had you played the Thug Pro mod at all? Uh, yeah. Yeah, of course. I was very amazed. That was all uh, we, we've been dreamed of back then, like oh, yeah. having like one engine and all the maps. Yes. Everyone, amazing work what they did there. It's <laughs> like and they really thought of everything. You, I mean, you could turn on anything. You can uh, adjust really anything. And yeah. like the, the the maps are amazing. Like you have pretty much every map of the game plus the the new created stuff. Yeah, for sure. Custom levels, custom soundtracks, all that good I don't stuff. Think yeah, it will get boring for the people that really enjoy the mods. So um, mm. I'm, I'm I'm playing here and then, but uh, like I like I said, um, coming back from from the from the remake and playing Fuck Pro uh, really felt odd. It, it does. I agree. It feels a little disjointed for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so how would you compare your first impression of Thug Pro to, say, playing Tony Hawk 3 or 4 for the first time? Um, I did enjoy it, of course, yeah, but um, yeah, it's just just an awesome game. That's great. Really, really don't know what to, what to say here. It's it's just just amazing, like having all the maps and, and especially like the the maps you you never played in that engine. Even they they work great, and that's uh, a thing. NeverSoft really thought so well of their map map design that uh, every level works in every engine. 
that's is pretty pretty sick. Yeah, that's a testament to good uh, level design for sure. Yeah. Mm. I mean, uh, even, the, even the newer maps like THPS 8 and, and Proving Ground and yeah. stuff like they work perfectly in a Fact 2 engine. Yeah, yeah. Some of it's a little bit odd after playing it with the old <clears> physics, <throat> you know, but uh, for the most part, I agree with you. Especially now, I think it feels we more weird to me to play some of the levels in the other engines because I've played them on Doug Pro so much. It's weird to go back to the, you know, we'll go back and play Tony Hawk 4 sometimes, and it's just bizarre. Because it's so much faster. The speed is so much faster. And anyway, whole other conversation. But I can't, uh, I can't even imagine how, how how it is to play Tony Hawk Four again. I'm oh, no. It's really like, it, it always it's feels memory, fast. I don't I don't think I want to revisit that because uh, that might uh, kill my my uh, sweet sweet memories of the game. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I still love it. It's still my favorite. But uh, yeah, it was a great game for sure. It was really like. Um, yeah, mind-blowing back then. Definitely. Uh, so it's pre it seems like it's pretty recent that you've been seen back in the community. When did you actually come back? When did you when did you got when did C Walk reach out and you know, start getting involved in the Discord and stuff? Yeah, pretty much. It was like uh, I don't know, like last year. Sometime. Oh, okay. It's been a while. It was, it was before the, that whole virus thing. Okay. Um, I was I was playing a bit Fact uh, Pro, but only offline. Like I was just enjoying uh, the the. The, the bunch of maps he had there, and um, and yes, Seawalker invited me to the German and to the uh, American Discord server. Mm -hmm. But I was there, but I wasn't really active. I, I think I'm active since um, since the new game came out. Okay, because um, sure. it's, it's fun again. Yeah, really enjoy the game. Yeah. So, uh, just to confirm, Seawalk is the person who brought you back to the community? Uh, I'd say. He was actually, like, indicating me there's, there still is a community. So, um, yeah, pretty much. He was like, dude, come back, man. And he was like, he, I think he was, like, uh, trying to get a lot of the old people uh, back in the scene. I think a lot of I, I've kind of been on that crusade as well. I've gotten a hold of a lot of random people, almost to the point in some cases of almost stalking them. But uh, I, I, I've always felt like there's a lot of players that really got into the game and enjoyed it tremendously. And I've felt like they would really enjoy the Thug Pro mod, and they would really kind of you know, there's a lot of familiar faces around now that maybe weren't even there three years ago. And uh, so it's that's kind of why I do it because I feel like you know. Uh, after uh, just about the era that you that you're talking about, after Thug Two, uh, American Wasteland, there was a lot of great people that were frustrated by the games, frustrated by the direction of the series, kind of went their own way. But at one time, they really loved the series and loved the games. And so I've always felt like I feel like that that love is still going to be there. And I feel like if they came and tried Thug Pro and got involved a little bit and saw some familiar faces, I, I think they'd enjoy it. And it sounds like you've been kind of enjoying that yourself. So. I think if you, if you ever love Tony Hawk uh, Tony Hawk game really, then uh, that never leaves you. Yeah, that's it's always staying uh, in mind as a great game, and it was so many years of great time. Um, yeah, like starting from from uh, eighteen nineteen to my uh, late twenties and stuff like that, and now I'm here in my late thirties. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. Yeah. I think when you once you uh, once you're addicted with that. Um, 
you always come back. Mm, well said. Uh, uh, so you, so you have. Was, go ahead. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Um, and I was actually trying the same thing. Uh, so when I heard the remake came out, I was like. Uh, some guys I had on Facebook, some guys I had yep. on PlayStation Network, and I was like telling everyone to come back, and um, actually worked. So we got yep. the little bunch of fields back. That's so cool. Which is actually a cool thing. It is. That is neat. I love it. I love to hear it. <laughs> uh, so you've played one. What you played one plus two? Uh, yeah, a lot, pretty much. Um, <laughs> it was. I don't know. I'm, I'm even like in the in the leaderboards in the top fifteen or something like. Nice. One, one games. Which doesn't mean much. I mean, you have these these score run and uh, and combo challenges. You can always uh, like even like against the great players. Like uh, I don't know with who I played so far, but a lot of people are playing on online on PC, sure. and uh, they wipe the floor with me. But uh, <laughs> you can always like uh, snatch a snatch a win and score challenge and, and combo challenge. So it's okay. Yeah, sure. So just like. But that, I think that indicates I played a lot. So, um, but I'm really concerned the game is about to die, because I was uh, two hours before for the for the podcast I was actually um, trying to play competitive and he didn't find a competitive game. So that's the reason why I really hope they add crossplay to bring all the Xbox and, and PS4 players together with the PC. That would make a huge difference in my opinion. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. In <clears throat> uh, a, a so, better online system, of course. Yeah. Sure. So overall, are you enjoying the gameplay? And what were your initial impressions when you first played One Plus Two? It felt like a time machine, to be honest. It was <laughs> actually, I really, really liked the game. It really felt good to me. Um, like the graphics, I really liked the engine. So I think uh, that's Andy's work, in my opinion. Really, really great stuff. Um, yeah, I just, just like the game. It looks good. The levels look great. It's not that buggy. I mean, you always can find a transfer that that doesn't work anymore, like it used to be. Sure. But but overall, it's it's a great game in my opinion, and I really hope they add more content. Um, maybe maybe map packs of Tony Hawk Three or Four. Sure. Yeah. I that's... know you got all those maps on Thug Pro anyway, but. Um, would be great. Uh, to see them updated in this resolution and to kind of play it with a newer group of, you know, new batch of players and so forth would be uh, mm. amazing. I agree. Yeah, true. Uh, so do you, uh, that ties into the next question, and is, do you think that 1 plus 2 is bringing in enough of a newer player base that there could be kind of, the, this is the start of maybe a newer era for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater? We kind of had our era back then. We have some people returning mm -hmm. to the community, but then there's a whole group of new people that are coming on to play this thing. Do you think that this thing is, is there enough here to really kind of reignite the Tony Hawk series into a brand new kind of community? Community. I think the biggest issue there is like the lack of chat. I mean, um, um, that's mostly like um, I don't know. People people can't ask someone if someone is struggling to do a million combo and and you do your uh, 10, 20 million stuff. They can't ask you how you do it. I mean, you mm. have like like people like Jinzo and stuff like that doing doing the the streams and, sure. and doing the YouTube tutorials. Very good jobs there. And um, but it's it's actually hard to uh, to yeah build a community on a game without a chat. That's 
really, really hard. I mean, you yep. can add all the people uh, on the Epic Store, but uh, I think Epic is, is a pretty shitty uh, platform too. I sure. would have loved the game on Steam, to be honest. Um, yep. But yeah. yeah, I gotcha. Well said. Well said. <clears throat> so, let's say that uh, certain things are added, say text chat, maybe voice chat. Do you think the community could ever become as thriving and popular as it did back in the Tony Hawk 3 through Thaw era? I think that's hard because it has like the, the fuck pro competition. I mean, like all the, the, the really hardcore fans are going, are going to prefer fuck pro instead of this game. But maybe, I don't know. It's like everything is possible. I mean, it's a great game and um, like a whole new generation that gets addicted with that. Sure. Could happen. I'm not sure about it, so can't see the future. But I I enjoy the game as long as it's, as it lasts, and um, let's wait what happens. Yeah. So if you had a top thing that you could say, what is what that they could patch or they could improve in One Plus Two? What would that be? Your number one wish list item. Crossplay. I'd say crossplay because um, would be uh, such an easy way to to. Uh, to uh, yeah, make the the player base bigger. Sure. Yep. Um, that would be. I mean, Activision did that on, on Call of Duty and stuff like that. Like games where you really had like. Uh, I mean, you had had a, a handicap there too. I mean, if I play on on PS4 with 60 FPS, even worse on on online games. Mm-hmm. I'm not having PS Pro, so maybe that's better there. But uh, and then you have people like um, playing on PC with like these new 144 hertz monitors and stuff like that. Right. Um, you could say that's hardware cheating or something. It's like, uh, yeah, but still, it would make make the player base bigger, in my opinion. Hmm. This is an off the cuff question, but uh, I know a lot of players transitioned from Thug Pro to One Plus Two on PC. But is it possible that? Xbox and PS4 have a significantly bigger player base than the PC version? I think so. I don't know. It's like uh, I was reading that on the Discord or something. Someone said uh, in the Tony Hawk 1 and 2 discussion that uh, they pretty much wiped the competitive game because like, they were just too good and, and uh, everyone who, who just dares to, to uh, go to a competitive game with his like maybe 5 million combos, and then he meets people like uh, like like Brefzi or something who's easily, casually doing like 100 million. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, I think that's frustrating and scares the people. Yep. <laughs> A bit. It really is. Always has been. It's the same way in Thug Pro. Thug Pro is not highly approachable for the casual player, because they come in and they see people in the lobby just flying around the level doing texts and everything else, and they're just like, what? And they're just... It's it's too intimidating. I know a lot of people that just... They, they pick up Thug Pro, they try it, and then they leave. And I'd imagine it's the same thing in one two. You know? There's people, it's, like you said, you know, bullets much doing a billion. When I, when I played Thug Pro online sure. for the first time, I was like, what the hell is going on here? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really sick. Uh, people like like flying in the air and yep. stuff like that. Yep. Hmm. So, Duke, share with us your number one favorite story in all your time playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Oh, I think that's um, 
like the, the best story I ever had was actually we were playing like uh, late late at midnight. We always like uh, used to have uh, Skype back then, mm. and uh, there was a was a female friend of us, and and Bahum and me were playing, and she was chatting with us and stuff like that. And she living in uh, Bremen. I don't know how to pronounce that city names in in English, to be honest. And she was like, "Hey man, it's Friday. Uh, I'm." get in the car, I pick Bahum up, and we come to visit you and go party. And I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. It was like 2 a.m., going to bed, sleeping. Uh, and then I got woke up by the doorbell the next morning, and these two people stand in front of me, and we actually went to a party, and it was a pretty cool thing. Wow. Is that really a Tony Hawk story? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but that was actually the first time I met Bahum, so um, it was quite surreal, uh, yeah, in my opinion. <laughs> It's <laughs> wild. <laughs> Whenever the stories cross over from Tony Hawk into real life, it always blows my mind. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, but really, the the most memorable story, memorable story I uh, I know right now. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Uh, final question from Freddie and I, and then we're going to get into some questions from Discord. But uh, do you plan right now to continue to play this series for the foreseeable future? Um, I think so, as long as it's fun. Yeah. Why not? Love it. All right, so we're going to move on to some questions submitted through Discord from users. Our first, it comes from Dingo. He asked, when does the sequel to Televisual release? Uh, Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I love just super specific. I think we tackled that when I left it in there just because I was yeah, curious I what you'd say. We have to get the subject. Um, um, I'm not sure if there will ever be television too. You got to have the content for sure. You really have to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nothing is worse than a, than a, than a horrible sequel. <laughs> that's yeah. true that's very true you gotta has there ever been a better sequel in a movie i guess that's the, the question right yeah, when has the sequel beaten the first there was in, in in some in scream 2 or something they actually there were this filming class and they were discussing about it like terminator 2 was better and stuff sure. like that yeah yeah I could I could see that. I could make an argument that Terminator 2 might be better than the original, but I digress. All right. Dingo asked. Go ahead. I was going to say, what if you reshot everything on Thug Pro and called it Televisual HD? <laughs> oh, I'm not sure. Is that possible? Yeah. We still got that, that wiener, wiener stand in Hawaii. Yeah, maybe. Actually, yeah. <laughs> it would be maybe at the end it's a lame remake, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it but, might make it even funnier. Idea, yeah. yeah, I love it. <laughs> think about that. Uh -oh. I'll keep that in mind. That's actually a good idea. There you go. Uh, so Dingo asks, "What happened to the pimpin' cops? Did they get the clown shoes back?" And that's the question I have too. That's a secret. Oh, like, uh, see, there's your no, sequel. No. It, it was like the pilot of the show, and it, yeah. it didn't. Uh, it wasn't very well received, so um, it never made uh, <laughs> like into a proper show. So didn't get picked up. You'll never know. You'll never know. <laughs> I love it. Got a question from Nacho. He says, "What did you smoke when you started working on Thug Televisual?" Uh, yeah, we tried various drugs, uh, and none of them <laughs> were actually strong enough. So we ended up smoking super crack, number one. <laughs> number one. <laughs> That's great. Uh, 
this question is from Nacho, and we don't need to get into it. Uh, he's asking again when, when, when he wants to be involved, apparently. So there's your editor. You, you got the volunteer for Nacho to edit for you. I'll yeah, just call so it out. He says, when I really, really we... ever think about doing that, I would totally ask Nacho because, uh, yeah, like I said, the Nacho Mania stuff. Oh, Nacho's, Nacho's a great editor. Nacho did no. – uh, he edited and put together our intro video for the podcast. So shout out to Nacho for great work. So, yeah, he says, though, when are we going to make another, another television? But anyway. Wednesday. <clears throat> Wednesday. There it is. Nacho also asks, why are wieners thug pro food since 1849? What makes wiener that special? Uh, yeah, it's like I just came up with that. I mean, you had like these, uh, these, uh, the smiley with a with a wiener in his mouth and the clown hat, in uh, <laughs> that stand in Hawaii, and it was like, okay, let's make a commercial out of that shit. And um, you had pro food since uh, 1849. That was just <laughs> random stuff. But actually, I was the first person that mentioned Thug Pro. That's, yeah, yeah Dingo, that's, Dingo pointed that out, and I was like, "What? Hey, wait a minute! Maybe, maybe <laughs> the creators of Thug Pro uh, got influenced by me too, by the name." Oh, really? I don't know. No, I don't think He's, so. But uh... yeah, it doesn't really say Thug Pro in that video. Yep, I used Thug, Thug Pro before. It was cool. Oh, all right. So now they need to <laughs> they need to shout out you in this somewhere. I want to find that clip, but <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, that was just like, yeah, random stuff. Um, 1849, isn't that the year of the gold rush in San Francisco or whatever? I'm very horrible at American history. so I, <laughs> I don't know. No, that... I mean, you have always had like these, these, these burger joints and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, always like putting, putting a year on that. So we existed for very long. So it's a good food, <laughs> stuff like that. So, um, so the, 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 the uh, number was really random. Oh, that's so funny. <clears throat> All right. So uh, Nacho's final question is, what's your favorite song and why is it Skateboard Uh, Ah, uh, Ah uh, from Benny? <laughs> Actually, uh, that, that song is some kind of, uh, yeah, some German folk song. Um, he was actually uh, posting an English version of that. That, that uh, song just became a cult classic because I was uh, capturing a, a, a zoo line from Joestar. And I was like, hey, send me some music so I can make the video. And he was like sending me this song, and it was so stupid. Um, <laughs> and I shared that on the on the um, German Discord. And uh, and Nacho was actually um, making new lyrics to that song because he was, like, <laughs> he was singing that song to make Bulala come back. So he was like, skateboard, Bulala. Oh, uh, there yeah. you go. <laughs> it's just a shitty song someone sent me. Um, uh, to yeah, put on a video I kept of him. So, so that's the whole story. Funny. I love it. And my favorite song, I can't name one favorite song, but uh, go listen to Ronnie Size Brown Paperback. That's a good one. Oh, there you go. And Homeboy has a question in case of another televisual, will Super Greg make a return? Yeah, pretty sure. I think he, he had he should, even a cameo or something. But uh, since I'm not planning to do one, uh, I can't really tell. And yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe, maybe it actually would be a cool thing. If I ever do a Thug 2, uh, uh, no, Televisual 2, then um, I'm yeah, making, yeah, I don't know the word right now. 
Like I'm making a competition. Uh, who gets the voice voice uh, over? Yeah, that's or, that's his second question. Characters. Right. That would be really fun. Yeah. He says, "Are you going to accept guest roles to do the voices uh, from Homeboy?" Yeah, so. you can win them if I do it. <laughs> have a content, have a have a European competition <clears throat> to uh, see who gets to do the guest roles in Televisual Tool too. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I meant actually. <laughs> <laughs> It's like no, would, would be would be fun. So um, everyone could be part of that. But um, yeah, I love it. Like uh, the whole voicing of that whole television, it, it wasn't really planned. I was like, just hey, dude, you're online right now. Uh, can you can you send me a wave file of of that and that text? And uh, that's how the whole thing got got voiced over. I mean, I was always pitching every voice. There's actually one uh, one spot in the video um, where my uh, voice isn't pitched, and I just spoke that line because the wave file was corrupted. Oh, uh, funny! Uh, it was in the pimpin cops when the boss just called. We have a job. That's <laughs> okay. actually uh, the original, the only uh, non non pitched uh, voice line in that whole video. <laughs> And we have uh, a comment from Basti MC Super Greg for president or what? Uh, yeah, of course. And big shout out to Basti. He was actually doing the the most entertaining uh, THPS one and two video I've seen so far. Got to check that one out. I love that you. I'm glad that you got Basti's name, Freddie, because I would have said it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. <clears throat> um, tell me about Super Greg. This is from me. What? What's, um, what's Super actually, Greg? Can, can, it, it was actually uh, I was yeah. The whole whole televisual thing was was full of nonsense. It yeah. was like um, like this Patrick Moore financial uh, commercial was actually a stupid Flash uh, movie. Okay. Uh, and and Super Greg was actually a figure for a jeans commercial. <laughs> they, they just they just put it out of sight of uh, this guy, like this monopro uh, um, dude in a, in a training suit. Okay. And it was really, really stupid. I, I've just found a mirror of that original site. And like the text, this, this whole uh, site is just so stupid. I loved it. <laughs> and, um, and he had like videos of himself, like scratching and stuff like that. And Oh my yeah, goodness. <laughs> it was, was so retarded. That uh, I loved it, <laughs> and there he is, right there, Super Greg. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not a famous person in in, uh, in in Germany or something like that. It was just this random side pop, yeah, up, and I was sure. like, like a sponge for for stupid uh, stupid <laughs> stuff uh, that's happening on the internet. Uh, so good, and yeah, I was, I was just uh, sending you the link, so um, maybe maybe show the site. Like it's it's so absurd and so stupid. And uh, yeah, actually, if you could listen into number one, I don't think you don't have any uh, VMA uh, problems with that. But it's a good song. That's gonna take me to Discord. <laughs> um, it looked like earlier in your Slam City Jam improv, you had a Super Greg cast. Yeah, but see, you see, the improv is really shitty. So <laughs> actually. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Here's the Super Greg site. Let's see. We'll get this moved over here a little bit for everybody. I mean, just, just look at the text and stuff. It's just like, uh, yeah. I was, I was always like uh, digging trashy <laughs> comedy. 
So, um, stay fresh. Uh, so funny. Uh, it's having problems on me, but. <laughs> At any rate, and, uh, the end. Of it, it was just, I think, for for Lee jeans or something, some kind of commercial. But this site just popped up with those stupid scratching videos of him. I mean, uh, even I could scratch better than that, but he is doing that with such a confidence. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a super, <laughs> super crack concept. It's like absurd. Oh, man, so funny. <clears throat> I got one more thing to fix here. Let's see if we can get it. Uh, my uh, my streaming tool is not uh, cooperating with me. But at any rate, I digress. So there's Super Greg information from Super Greg. So let's hit him with a couple of uh, – we got uh, we got a couple questions from Twitch chat here. If anybody has any questions, be sure to pop them in the chat. I think we got one in there, Freddie. Yes, uh, Sir Sir Harwar wants to know where is Bahum. I have no idea. I really have no idea. I hope he's showing up because he was like my best Tony Hawk friend, I'd say. So if you hear this, uh, get your ass online, dude. Bahum, nice. Yeah, it's actually the the word the German word tree with an H in the middle. Okay. Interesting. And, I think that's related to his to, to his last name or something, but I don't know. Huh. All right. Uh, if there's no other questions in the Twitch chat, I think we're going to go ahead and wind it down with Duke here for our episode here. This has been a lot of fun. You've had some great stories to share and uh, talk about. You, you've you really uh, taken me back to some of those earlier days of online play, Tony Hawk 4, Thug 1. Uh, just really good stuff there. So, um, Duke we always like to take an opportunity at the end of the episode. Is there anything that you'd like to say as we kind of wrap this up? Is there, do you have a, uh, a video coming out? Do you have anything going on that you'd like to maybe shout out, maybe give a shout out to uh, somebody or, or something? The floor is yours right now. Please. Uh, if you have anything that you'd like to kind of say in conclusion, uh, 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 floor is yours. Oh, that's, that's a tough one. Actually, I don't, have anything to say there i mean like if anyone hears that that isn't online yet uh back i mean like all the the guys from what all the uh, the leftover theots and stuff like that get your ass online <laughs> game is good and uh yeah it would be cool to play with these guys again uh matsu come back stuff like that yeah. and uh yeah like i don't have any videos that i would recommend uh so i don't know i just check out Basti's video. That's actually a pretty good one. I was actually amazed when I saw that. Nice. Yeah. From, from MC, he was, he, he was using that, uh, that teleport special, uh, from, from the alien in the remake mm. and, uh, uses that to, uh, transition between the maps and even transitions, uh, transitions between the skaters and stuff like that. That's Ooh. really, really well done. Nice, Bosti's uh, Bosti's one plus two video for sure. <clears throat> I love it. Cool. All right. Well, Duke, thank you so much. Thanks for taking the time to do that with us uh, here uh, tonight. I know it's getting late for you. Um, we will let you go with that. You're welcome to hang on if you'd like to. Uh, if you want to, if you want to drop off, that's fine. We're just going to take a minute to uh, introduce our, our next guest. But thank you so much for your time. Thanks for the stories. Thanks for sharing this uh, with us. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Seriously. 
Oh yeah, thanks, Duke. It, it was truly a lot of fun. And have a nice. No, your your evening haven't hasn't even started. I was about to say have a nice evening. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Freddie's there. I'm uh, I'm not quite to evening yet, but uh, that's okay. Hey, we're glad we can uh, make time zones work. So, um, anyway. All right. All right. Enjoy the rest of the weekend, guys. Yeah, Every you too. One of you. All right. Take care. Thanks, Duke. See ya. Okay. A lot of fun. We had a good time with Duke here on uh, episode 40. So we're going to talk about our next guest. Who's coming up? Who do we have? We have coming up for our next episode. I'm really excited about this guest. I'm excited about every guest. I'm excited about this guest in particular. We are coming at you Sunday, November 8th, 8 p.m. Eastern. We're going to go back to Sunday night. So I think that might be a little, uh, good time for everybody. Uh, we are pleased to welcome to the podcast former Neversoft game designer, Chris Rausch. Chris uh, worked for Neversoft as a game designer for Pro Skater 1 through Underground 1. Many will recognize him by one of his nicknames, Team Chicken. Think of TC's roof gap in School 2. We've also got, uh, we've got TC's roof gap in London or, uh, excuse me, San Francisco. Uh, there's like several references to TC's. We're going to talk through that. Uh, Chris is currently the creative director for Nicholas uh, and previous co-founder of Supervillain Studios. He's a long-standing veteran of the games industry. Started as a teenager with Virgin Interactive and uh, held his first lead design role at the age of 19 years old. Played a massive role in the work that brought the Tony Hawk franchise to life with Neversoft. Chris has seen the entire scope of the game industry from high successes of massive AAA games to the rough and trying times of of a scrappy startup. Chris also was involved with and interviewed for the Pretending I'm a Superman Tony Hawk Pro Skater uh, documentary directed by Ludwig Gurr, uh, former podcast guest, as well as Ralph D'Amato, former podcast guest. Uh, we are stoked to welcome another key team member from Neversoft to the podcast. We know Chris will have some great stories from his time with the studio, his involvement with the documentary, and much more. So good stuff there, Freddie. Chris Roush, I'm so stoked. How about you? Wow, dude, man. How do you do it? I, I know you coordinate a majority of our guests for us, but uh, you never cease to amaze me when you get a big monumental guest like this lined up for us. And uh, yeah, just uh, Chris Roush, he was one of the OG developers for the early Neversoft days. So it's going to be fun to sit down and, and hear what his perspective was compared to those that we've already talked to. And uh like I said, props for, for lining this up. I know it was, you said it was a bit of a chance encounter on social media, right? <laughs> yeah, it was just, uh, to be frank, he followed us on Twitter one day, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to shoot him a DM. I know who this person is. Let me just shoot him a DM on Twitter and see what he says. He responded right away, and he's like, I'd be happy to do it. And I was like, crazy. I didn't know him before. I've never met him. I, I know, obviously, his reputation precedes him. Um, so really excited to have Chris agree to be on the podcast. And we're, we're, super, we're super humbled by it. And uh, we're just really thankful that uh, we're having some of these really uh, just high-level guests show up and be a part and uh, support the little guy here. <laughs> uh, so uh, it's really cool, really exciting stuff. So For sure. Thanks again to everybody. We'll see you for Chris Roush coming up. Have a great night.